You're listening to Spotlight On. I'm Bevan Burnell, and today's Spotlight is on Paper City Fabrics. I'm so excited to have in the studio today co-owner of Paper City Fabrics, Joseph Charles. Welcome, Joseph. Hi, how are you? Great. Thanks for coming in today. I'm so excited to talk to you about your store. So excited to be here. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about what inspired you to open up Paper City Fabrics in Holyoke. Sure. So um, my partner and I, during the pandemic, um, we went on a drive. We went on a day trip to Turner's Falls and I saw a fabric store and I was like, I have to stop the car. Um, And so we went into the fabric store and I started recognizing some of the fabrics from Broadway shows. Uh, So I'm originally from New York City. And so I said to the lovely lady behind the counter, is that from Hairspray? Is that from Chicago? And she said, you're the first person to recognize that. That's who are you? <laughs> really a specific thing to notice, right? right? <laughs> um, and so I said, well, I sort of know the designer from these Broadway shows and I just, I'm from New York. And she had bought this collection of fabric. Uh, she took her check from the pandemic, from the government, and she started a business, uh, Swanson's Fabrics. They're amazing, they're in Turner's Falls. And over the pandemic, we went uh, multiple times, and finally she just was like, you should do this in Holyoke. This would do really well. It would uh, really serve the community. Um, now they've expanded to have this whole huge building, and they have classes and all sorts of stuff. And so we took her idea, we've adapted it a little bit, um, and we're here in Holyoke. That's great, and you're planning on opening up in November? That's what we're hoping, um, mid-September, maybe November. Okay. We're hoping. Okay. Okay. So, what's going to be in the shop? What are we going to experience when we're there? Sure. So, Paper City Fabrics, it's a thrift store of fabric. So, everything is secondhand, it's donated, it's vintage, um, and everything will be $4 a yard. So, all of the fabric will be super accessible, regardless of what it is. Um, And then, in the back half of the storefront, we're going to have a sewing classroom. So, we will have all sorts of Uh, beginning sewing classes, quilting classes, and hopefully different fiber artists coming in to do workshops. That's wonderful. And so how many setups, how many machines will you have? It'll vary. So we have the option because the back room is pretty big. We can move stuff around. Um, I'm hoping like a beginning sewing class will have room for eight kids per class. I think depending on the age, you don't you want to be able to give them your time and attention and definitely focus with each so kid. the classes will be for student ages mm-hmm. okay will yeah. there be adult classes also yes uh so we have a lovely lady named eileen she's a retired teacher from holyoke uh she has developed the classes for students so it'll be a beginner class to start oh, cool and then we'll develop for adults and different quilting and all sorts of stuff that's great and so what's your inventory like now oh my goodness um we have two storage units we have my attic is full the basement is full the basement at the shop is full we have had so many wonderful people uh donate their fabric uh their collections we had an upholstery shop donate all sorts of rolls of fabric we're we're full we're so excited that's really great continue we continue to take donations um we're info at papercityfabrics.com. Uh, if anybody has donations, we That's can. That's really great. Yeah. You also do costume designing, and I, I understand you have a huge inventory of costumes available for rent, and that you do costume design from scratch too, right? Yes. Um, so can you talk a little bit about that and sure. your history in costumes and 
what we can have as a service from you here in Holyoke. Sure. So um, in New York City, um, for a little while, I was in between gigs, as they say, trying to figure out what my next move was going to be. And I happened to see an ad for these two ladies. They were ready to retire and they were selling a costume rental company. Um, I had been doing a lot of work with a community theater uh, on the Upper East Side, New York, the St. Jean's Players. And they've been around in New York for like 40 years. They're still going. And I actually was in a production with them. I went up to the customer, said, hi, I'm a customer. If you need help, let me know. She gave me a hug. And that was the beginning of the end. Uh, we have been business partners for, oh my goodness. Oh, almost 10 years at this point. That's incredible. She's like, yes, please help, help me. me. Yes. <laughs> um, and so we, together, we bought this rental company. And for quite a long time, we did rentals in New York. Um, all sorts of stuff. Everything from children's theater to adult theater um, all over New York and New Jersey. We've sent out many rentals all over the country. Um now the business, I would say, has shifted a little bit. I'm a little more interested in uh, working with the high school. Um, costumed West Side Story last yeah, year. Yeah, that was incredible. The costumes were beautiful. Thank you. Loved that. And and the thing that I loved was that you have costumes in all sizes. Mm-hmm. It's not just for teeny tiny actors. Uh, it's You have a wide variety, which I loved. Yeah, so one thing that we really prided ourselves on as a company... Um, we would often say, you know, we always would costume, um, let's say, the plus size actors first. Reason being, a lot of times people would come to us and say, oh my gosh, nobody's ever made a costume for me before. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this thing in theater, it's like if there's a plus size actress, they always get like the same skirt and blouse. Right. And it's unfair. Right. Um, for us, you know, everybody should feel incredible in their costumes and it helps them to develop their character oh, so much of course yeah. you can't buy you can i mean an actor can do it without a costume but it just enhances it so much for the creative process yeah. to know what you're going to look like mm-hmm. on stage you know and it's fun i think you know so many actors especially younger actors they're always so excited about the costumes what are they going to look like what am i going to wear they often come in they have so many ideas of what they want their character to look like right um, which I enjoy. I really enjoy listening to their ideas. And sometimes you have to do say, look, this has to serve the show. It's not just right. about your idea. Um, but it's fun. It's, it's collaborative. And you always want uh, the actors to feel like you're serving their character. It's not the other way around. Right. Working with a younger actor sometimes, though. They don't understand the difference between decades. Sure. Yeah, that's yes. what I've understood. They're like, oh, I want to wear this. And I'm like, that's not from that decade. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's a learning curve yes. for them. And it they're learning so mm-hmm. much through that process. And the collaboration, it gets them creative, even if they don't have the exact idea right or the right. piece of clothing correct in their mind. At least they're rolling with it and you can mm-hmm. work with them and shape that thinking. And I always say, too, uh, I promise you will look good. It oh, might not be. Really good. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> you know, it might not be what they are wanting to wear, but it will serve the musical or the play, and it will um, fit within the picture. That's always sort of what I have to remind younger actors, specifically, is you're part of a bigger picture, and you have to think of the people sitting in those chairs in the audience and what they're going to see as a whole. 
Right, right. If the style doesn't suit them, right. it doesn't matter because you're telling a story right. from a time period where that was the mm-hmm. look of the time, yeah. right? So they understand that. But the costumes were gorgeous. I know you probably have like thousands of costumes, <laughs> but what shows do you have in, in your inventory? Oh my goodness. Uh, so West Side Story specifically. So I was brought in a little late in the process. And for me, I said yes immediately because it's that 50s musical we have costumed so many 50s and 60s musical mm-hmm. it's an era that i have a personal love for uh just fashion wise and it's an era i know a lot of history about mm-hmm. so i said oh that would be a very easy show for me to costume um we have all sorts of stuff everything from medieval to wizard of oz to 50s, 60s, 70s. So if somebody was going to say some sort of like fundraiser gala Mm -hmm. that needed costumes, they could contact you to rent? It's always a possibility. Um, I will say I don't, we don't rent out Halloween costumes. We don't do that. Um, A lot of our costumes are custom made. They're vintage. We have a lot of vintage clothing. Um, It varies. You can always send me an email and we'll talk. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. So more of the you want to ship out or do local yeah. theater production theatrical film really cool. television music videos all that sort that's of that's really fun great stuff. That's photo really shoots awesome yeah yeah there's so many photo studio mm-hmm. si- situations happening in Holyoke now that's really interesting so what are you um what are you looking forward to most when the shop opens up oh my goodness well one just getting it open <laughs> right right, right, um, right it's been just this process of a build out has been so fun for us um I don't think we anticipated it would be as big of a lift, um, mm-hmm. but in renting where we are, uh, 330 High Street, um, we discovered the original floors and moldings and all of oh, this that's so cool. historical architecture from, the building was built in 1887, I believe. Oh, wow. Um, and in 1920, it was turned into a lunch counter. And that is what still remains, the original floor, the original moldings. Oh, um, wow. So we're sort of lovingly piece by piece trying to restore what we can um which has just been so fun for us and i'm excited to bring to the community um something accessible something fun uh to provide an upscale shopping experience without it being uh off-putting i feel like a lot of times when you get to shopping experiences that are, let's say, upscale, sometimes people that don't have as much are not welcome in those spaces, and that always bothers me a little yeah. bit. Um, so I just want to make a beautiful space where everyone can come in and shop and have fun and, and create. And $4 a yard yeah. is super affordable. Yeah. And and I know because I've seen some of your fabrics that <laughs> they're really cool. There's really unique ones. I mean, I... I've seen some pictures you posted on social media. So if people want to follow you on social media, what what can they? Paper City Fabrics. Perfect. Super easy to find on Instagram, Facebook, website. That's great. So I understand you're part of the High Street Business Association. Can you tell listeners that are not familiar with that what that's all about? Sure. So the High Street Business Association, we are a um, somewhat new group of people. Um, It's business owners and building owners, um, specifically for High Street. Uh, I think in the future, we do hope to expand to other areas, but we are focused now on High Street, um, sort of from City Hall up towards the highway is what we're really looking at. Um, 
So we have right now in Holyoke, it's from Mass Development. It is called TDI, which is, I believe, a transformative district initiative. I believe that's okay. what it's called. Um, and basically that means that there is funding from Mass Development to come in and help building owners and uh, business owners beautify the area. Um, so we were very lucky. We There were two local uh, TDI um, funds. Uh, one was for storefront improvement. And so we were lucky to be one of the recipients of that. Oh, great. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and that was sort of, so we paid for, um, we have a beautiful brand new sign in front of our building. We were able to pay for that through that. Um, and then there was a bigger fund, which was decided upon from mass development um, in conjunction with the Bar Association. Um, and that was, we put in a proposal to build out our classroom space. Oh, right. And cool. so we were funded to do that, which nice. is so wonderful. Um, it's great that these programs exist. Yeah, the Bar Foundation's really involved in the Holyoke Public Schools. The The academies mm -hmm. were really supported by the Bar Foundation. Great. So that's amazing. Yeah, and it's been just wonderful, you know, really uh, getting involved in the community. We did a big... Um, cleanup of high street we picked up trash uh priscilla who owns city sports bar was the organizer of that and oh, she great. does that all over holyoke um and we are we had a meeting uh with some local government and city council um just discussing some of the issues on high street trash and some other issues that we hope to tackle uh going forward yeah i i find parking to be a major issue mm -hmm. I, i'm not sure if that's something you guys are talking about but it's just really every time i drive down high street i'm like am i gonna find parking or not today <laughs> well there is a yeah. municipal lot behind our storefront yeah. well that's convenient right on division yeah that works out and you have a back entrance to the store uh, we have a side entrance okay. yes yeah. okay great so if people park in the back they can get in that way yes all right that's awesome and are you it's how many like days a week are you going to be open what do you envision your hours being? i think probably five days a week um the hours will probably vary when we first open just to sort of get a feel of the neighborhood and the clientele and the traffic yeah the business traffic when people in. are shopping um okay. we'll be open on the weekends we'll probably be closed two days a week yeah is what i'm thinking that makes sense Okay, well, that's exciting. I'm really looking forward to this. I'm not going to lie. I'm Thank thinking you. that it would be nice to take some small groups of students down there. We would love it. And do some activities down there. And, you know, we come to Holyoke Media and you're basically neighbors. Yes. So we can maybe work out something where we do like a little walking tour of High Street and visit with you all. Yeah, and we would love, you know, uh, as we sort of progress and grow to do some workshops and, and absolutely get some students in there. It's really a passion of mine is to work with high school students yeah it would you know what would be really great is if maybe we partner a senior student that's interested in fashion with you this year if you're going to work on the musical mm -hmm. again maybe they can kind of shadow you in that experience yeah. and process because we have a really great capstone program at Holyoke High School and it's really about them kind of working with professionals such mm -hmm. as yourself and and immersing themselves in that area that they're interested in to see if that's what they want to go into absolutely in the and i think too you know uh, like a big part of my high school experience was i sort of had no choice i was very involved in theater but we had a wonderful teacher who did not give us the choice you had to costume a show you had to do the lights for a show sound you had to be involved in some way mm -hmm. so that uh, those skills were something 
it's all part of that theatrical process. And oftentimes I feel as a student, you're so invested. I want to do musicals or I want to be an actor. Mm-hmm. But maybe you're not aware of what's going on behind the scenes. Um, and not only, I think, is it good to have that sort of education, but it's also about respecting the people who are doing these other Absolutely. things. Um, learning about what it is to costume a show, being respectful backstage. Those are things that I learned just doing it because you were forced yes. by your amazing theater absolutely. teacher <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> i love that and you know we were lucky we had a stage production program um i learned i i've done a lot of the renovations in our storefront myself That's using things great. that i learned in stagecraft that's awesome right all of the skills that you learn in theater are so useful mm-hmm. in almost every avenue of just your normal day-to-day life absolutely and i think that's wonderful that you had a teacher that was like nope you've got to learn it all it's true i tell my students no you've got to you've got to learn as much as you can because Mm -hmm. you may find out that you like that area of theater more right now you're like oh i want to be this actor and i remember when i was in high school oh i want to be this actor i want to be this actor but as soon as i started directing forget about it I wanted to direct. Yeah, you know, I was like, nope, I'm good. I'm I'm all set. I this is where I want to be. Absolutely, I was on the musical theater track um, in high school, and my senior year, I broke my collarbone. Oh, and you know that sort of ended that. Um, but I had this other knowledge. I had this other love of I costumed a lot of shows in high school, and that's exactly where I landed. I moved to New York after high school and fell into sort of the fashion world. That's so great. So you went right into it after high school. Yeah, I did six months of college. I went to Nebraska Wesleyan University. Uh, Wonderful theater program there. I just couldn't do it. You know, I had just broken my collarbone. I was in dance class. I was in musical theater class. And it just was not something I could sustain. Mm. Um, And my parents were in New York. I said, you know what? I'm moving back to New York and how did you get in? Like, what was your pro- like your process like? Did you know somebody? How did you get your foot in the door, per se? So every year, um, at that time, it's somewhere different now, but in Lincoln, Nebraska, they used to host the International Thespian Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, so most every state has a local thespian conference. I'm sure Massachusetts, it would be in Boston. Um, and our high school, we went every year. We competed. Um, at that time, they were doing national musicals. So they would audition for a big show and you would audition in your home state. If you were chosen, you would have to go for callbacks and then it was a summer thing and okay, all of that. Uh, so at the time they were doing Hairspray. Fun. <laughs> yeah. And so a friend of mine, her and I, we got callbacks for Hairspray. So we had to go to Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, and I fell in love with Lincoln, Nebraska. So it this is, is when you were in high school. Yes. You, were you a senior or a junior at the time? I was a sophomore at oh, the time. Oh, okay. So you were already at t- grade 10 fixed on Nebraska. Yes. Um, it's a lovely little artsy community. Um, and then we went back every year um, just as our school. Oh, wow. We were fortunate. I was able to get a scholarship and pay for the oh, trip. That's great. Um, and it's just a wonderful organization, the International Thespian Society. They do so much for um, students that don't have much. If you're going to college for musical theater, they'll help buy shoes and that's great textbooks, and they have a lot of scholarship opportunities. Um, and yeah, so just from there, um, meeting the college recruiters and auditioning and doing all of that. Um, and then yeah, after college, moving to New York, it just sort of 
all sort of felt right. It felt like where I was meant to be. And right. What um, was your first job after you left? Banana Republic. No. Okay. <laughs> well, um, and while I was doing that, um, I had applied for a bunch of internships back in the day. Craigslist was the a thing. thing. Yeah. Um, especially for unpaid jobs. Yeah. You could get a lot of artistic unpaid jobs back then. Um, and two designers from Project Runway. Uh, yes. One of the earlier seasons were looking for interns. They had won this fashion program. Um, and so I was an intern with these two designers, um, slept on the floor of some loft in Brooklyn before Brooklyn was cool. <laughs> Dead of winter. There was no heat. Bathroom was in the hallway. That kind of The thing. sacrifices for your I passion. do it again tomorrow. It was amazing. Um, ended up making a bunch of, like, working on stuff for Lady Gaga and all these really cool um people from there i landed an internship with the designer zach posen um, and i did that for about a year and then that led to a job there um, and i worked in his atelier there just basically working uh, my job was sort of helping to oversee a lot of the clothes we made for celebrities so if something came in for someone i would work with the design team work with the sewers um be in fittings and yeah, that's really great just where i learned everything really how long do you think you were how long were you an unpaid intern for um about six months maybe okay but so at that time it was very common um a lot of the schools fit parsons uh, they all you were required to do an internship definitely they were all unpaid now it's quite different um, is it yes interns okay. are paid and okay i don't know i won't speak for everybody but right. i think they get fair hours and lunch okay and, well that's good to hear yeah. because when i think of interns i think of people running around with their heads shot that off was me. Like, <laughs> i think my my uh record was 25 cups of coffee at one time oh my yeah Two hands, <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah i've done my fair share of unpaid internships also but they're valuable. Absolutely. I, I thought they, I got a lot out of it. Me as well. When I was able to do it. I'm, I was fortunate when I worked at Arizona Theater Company mm -hmm. that I went to the Director's Lab West Conference in California, mm -hmm. Pasadena Playhouse. And then the second, as a, they had me as an intern the first year, and then they hired me the second year to oversee the interns. Mm -hmm. So I was able to participate two years in a row at Director's Lab West, which was really amazing mm -hmm. experience for me. My thing is always say yes. If it's something you can actually do, and it's not a bad or an uncomfortable situation in any way, say yes, get in the room. Yeah. You know, being in the room is so important. Um, just being a presence you know and and being a face in the room it's important because people do remember they do you know there have been so many times where i'm in new york on another job and someone would have said didn't you work at zach put and i'm like yes i did <laughs> yeah exactly it's just it, it will lead to more mm -hmm. and more and more down the line especially if you're choosing wisely right you know you, you can't just dive into everything you have to you have to choose wisely look at the mm -hmm. background story for the people that you're going to be working for Research, yes. but you but these are great opportunities so well that's great to hear i mean a lot of times people are like well you gotta go to college to be successful and not, you don't you really i everybody's different everybody's Absolutely. different but and it, i think we're in a world now where everything is social media mm -hmm. you know even auditions now you know uh, five years ago you had to go stand in a line yep somewhere in a casting room or a rehearsal hall 
and hope to be seen. Right. Now everything is is um, you're self-taping at home. Mm-hmm. We need to pay people to do that. Right. Absolutely. Just want to say that. Um, it's just very different. And I think it's um, easier to be seen, you know, with TikTok and Instagram. Right. It's all right there. Right. And with fashion, I yep. mean, the, those platforms are perfect mm-hmm. to get out there if, if you're not known. Right. You can, there are you can so many people mark. I have watched multiple brands on TikTok take off and they're making not about money, but they're very successful. Yeah, that's I mean, use it to your advantage. Absolutely. It's definitely a resource. Use your resources. And have people. fun with it. That's what mm-hmm. it's... When you love what you do, it gives you the ability to have fun. Absolutely. And when it stops being fun, stop doing it. Because Find then something you don't new. love it anymore. Exactly. When it turns into a chore. Absolutely. You know, you've got to... And you've got to... And you've got to... You know when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know it's coming. When there, it, are always, <laughs> there are days where it won't be easy, but if you love it, it will be worth it, you exactly. know. Uh, costuming a musical, it is not a glamorous experience. It's lugging suitcases and, and racks of clothes around, but there is nothing better than on opening night and you sit there and you watch it all and it's beautiful and everybody's happy and, and comfortable and it's just... And the audience is dazzled by absolutely. it all. Nothing the better magic than of the theater. live theater. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. It's Well, obviously. <laughs> since, I, <laughs> since that's all I do is absolutely. theater. <laughs> so, all right. So, um, what else do you want people to know? Oh, my goodness. Well, right now, it's really, we're focused on Paper City Fabrics, and that's what we're excited to be opening soon well i can't wait for it to open and are you gonna have like a grand opening celebration i think, so. I think we'll have a soft launch um and then maybe around the holidays we'll have like a big holiday party opening oh, grand opening fun. so everybody check out paper city fabrics here in holyoke on high street i want to thank you so much for coming in today thank you for having me yeah and uh we'll check out your social media too sounds good thank uh, you you too this has been spotlight on Spotlight On is produced at Holyoke Media in Holyoke, Massachusetts. Spotlight On is a resource for all things theater education, from lesson planning to how to produce a show on a budget, fundraising, teaching ELL students, inclusivity in the theater classroom, professional development, and so much more. Tune in each week for a new guest in the Spotlight that will share all things theater education.